This is Firepower, only at Bandog Video. And now, your host, Will Johnson. Good evening, good evening. So, have you watched the shift show? A lot of people are saying it's nothing but bullshit. <laughs> I like that. I saw it. I heard that. I'm like, wow, this is, that's exactly what this is. Bullshit. The whole thing. Nothing is coming out of it. Nothing is going to come out of it. And the Democrats are still trying. But you know what? I want them to keep trying. I have to admit, I mean, seriously, I have to admit, these impeachment hearings are very, very entertaining. I mean, they are entertaining because the Democrats don't know what else to do. They keep making up stuff. They keep making up these laws and they expect the American people to believe it. But sadly, there are some people in America that believe this nonsense. The Democrats keep bringing witnesses forward, right? Every single witness they brought forward and not a single one of them had the smoking gun yet. Not a single one of them. They've either gone on hearsay or they've gone on something that I believe President Trump did or it's possible that that took place. Nothing that's tangible, nothing to say, yes, this is actually what took place. None of it. Shifty Schiff and the rest of them, they completely going out lying, and Shifty Schiff even admitted saying that he did a parody about what President Trump said in the report that he released. Remember that? He did a parody. So we're supposed to believe everything Shifty Schiff says? I mean, seriously, come on. So today, Sutherland, he was questioned about aid being held from Ukraine pending on an investigation into Joe Biden. This is if you missed this today, this was beautiful. And the person that was his name is Goldman. He was he was asking Sullen these questions and he was trying to bait Sullen to go and say yes to one of these questions. And he kept trying over and over. I'm going to go through some of these questions. Did President Trump ever tell you personally about any preconditions for anything. Answer, Sullen, no. He said no. And then he said, oh, and then he, he was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, let me ask it this way. He said, any preconditions for the aid to be released? This is the question from Goldman to Sullen. And Sullen said, no. He said no to that. And then he was like, okay, okay, this is not working. It's not working. Okay, let me ask it this way. He go, any preconditions for the White House meeting? This is Goldman asking Sullen again. And Sullen said, no, personally, no, there was nothing there. Nothing there. So as a result, there's still no smoking gun for the Democrats. And they're like scrambling and shifty shift goes out in the hallway and try to act like, oh, yes, we got him. We got him with what? With what? Now the liberal media is even saying the opposite. They're saying Sullivan gave them all the information they were looking for. He, they, they, he gave them nothing. He was saying, oh, yeah, I felt like, you know, in September, this is the way I felt that President Trump might have been doing this. But did President Trump actually say any of this? Absolutely not. There's nothing there. So for them to sit there and say that, and the, and the liberal media pushing that, they're doing that because they have to keep this momentum going. I mean, this whole... Russia collusion delusion was a delusion. The whole sex scandals that they try to get President Trump didn't work. None of it worked. Now, Goldman, he asked Ambassador Sullivan to give the answer to get dirt on President Trump. And he was coaching him on. He kept pushing him on. Give me the answer. Give me yes to something. But see, I don't think Sullivan wanted to go to jail. I mean, seriously, I don't think he wanted to go to jail. So he answered those questions, but those are not the questions that he wanted. 
And today I went out to an event and all these leftists kept saying, well, Sullen is lying. Some people had signs saying that Sullen said yes to all of these questions. Said that yes, that President Trump was holding aid. But in the, in the, in the, in the, in the hearing today, Sullen didn't, he did not say that. He said no to all of these. So we're going to play some of these clips for you tonight and we're going to run through them. So you can see exactly for everyone that missed the shift show, because the shift show is completely bullshit. That's exactly what it is. Bullshit. And they keep shoveling it out, thinking that the American people are going to accept it as something that we should put on our dinner plate. I don't know about you. I'm not putting anything the Democrats give us on a dinner plate. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. Ever, ever. Democrats, you're in trouble. And I like it. We'll be back at this. I think today's testimony uh, is among the most significant evidence to date. Uh, and what we have just heard from Ambassador Sondland is that the knowledge of this scheme, this conditioning uh, of the White House meeting, of the security assistance to get the deliverable the president wanted, these two political investigations that he believed would help his reelection campaign was a basic quid pro quo. Uh, it was the conditioning of official acts for something of great value to the president, these political investigations. It goes right to the heart of the issue of bribery, uh, as well as other potential uh, high crimes or misdemeanors. But we also have heard for the first time that knowledge of this scheme was pervasive. The Secretary of State was aware of it. Uh, the Acting Chief of Staff Mulvaney was aware of it. And of course, at the very top, Donald Trump, through his personal lawyer and others, was implementing it. Uh, and so this, I think, only goes to underscore just how significant the president's obstruction of this investigation has been. Um, we now can see the veneer has been torn away just why Secretary Pompeo and President Donald Trump do not want any of these documents provided to Congress because apparently they show, as Ambassador Sondland has testified, that the knowledge of this scheme to condition official acts, a White House meeting and $400 million in security assistance to an ally at war with Russia, was conditioned on political favors the president wanted for his re-election. So um, I think a very important moment in the history of this inquiry. Thank you. All right, so shifty, shifty shift, he ran out in the hallway right after the first hearing. He ran out there thinking that, oh, I can go out here and get ahead of what just took place. Because what just took place was Sullivan saying no to all of this. And he said no to everything. Oh, okay. Well, so he said it was quick pro pro quo, but he felt that it was a quick pro quo. He didn't say that actually there was, it didn't actually happen because President Trump never asked him to do anything or he never heard President Trump ask anyone to do anything to make something happen. It never took place. So we have two clips. Now the first one, and hopefully, hopefully we can get this one. It's not the, it's, it's not the one, uh, where, uh, the Goldman is trying to help, uh, it's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is the one with that one. So let's play, let's play that clip. I want you, cause you need to look at this. See, this is, this is in this clip. This is where Goldman was helping Ambassador Sullivan 
trying, he was trying to coach him on, right? He was trying to coach him on and he was like, wait a minute, you're not giving me the answer. So let's go to this clip. And it, it really doesn't matter which order you guys play it in. I'm sorry. It's my fault because I didn't get the order straight, but you would get the exact gist. Hopefully you'll play the one that I want you to play first, but go ahead. Let's just play it. And I'm probably going to stop it. Let's go. I want to go back to that conversation that you had with Vice President Pence right before that meeting in Warsaw. And you indicated that you said to him that you were concerned that the delay in the aid was tied to the issue of investigations. Is that right? I don't know exactly what I said to him. This was a briefing attended by many people, and I was invited at the very last minute. I wasn't scheduled to be there. But I think I spoke up at some point late in the meeting and said, it looks like everything is being held up until these statements get made. And that's my, you know, personal belief. Um, and Vice President Pence just nodded his head? I, again, I don't recall any exchange or where he asked me any questions. I think he, it was sort of a duly noted. Well, he didn't say, Gordon, what are you talking about? No, he did not. He didn't say, what investigations? He did not. No, he did not. Now, <laughs> after this meeting, that. you discussed this uh, pull aside you had with Mr. Yermak where you relayed your belief that they needed to announce these investigations prior to the aid being released. Is that right? I said I didn't know exactly why, but this could be a reason. Um. And Stop obviously right you had there. been speaking right with there. Mr. Yermont. He said, he said I didn't know why, but this could be a reason. Seriously? I don't know why, but this could be a reason. So this is what they're going to go on. Now, you have to listen to what they're saying. I'm sorry to break in, but it's really important that you pay attention to what he's talking about because he's going to end up start coaching him along because he's not going to get the answers he wants. Okay, continue. Reason. Um. And obviously you had been speaking with Mr. Yermak for quite a while about a public announcement of these investigations, right? We had all been working on toward that end, yes. And so you indicated to him that in addition to the White House meeting, security aid was now also involved in that. Uh, I, as I said, I said it could have been involved, yes. Now, I'm going to show you another text exchange you had on September 1st where Ambassador Taylor says to you, are we now saying that security assistance and White House meeting are conditioned on investigations? And you respond, call me. Ambassador Taylor recalls that he did call you and you did have a conversation. Stop it, stop it, And in stop that it, conversation... So, so, stop it, stop it. So he's at, leave it right there, good. <clears throat> he's saying, it's pending on investigation. And he says, call me. So what do you think he's going to say after that? Because this whole thing was is that, hey, until you release the aid, unless you want the aid, you're going to do this investigation. Are you going to publicly say there has to be an investigation? So let's go back and let's go back to the clip and let's see what he says. Let's see what his response is, because the liberal media is saying just the opposite. Go to it. Who told Ambassador Taylor that the announcement of these investigations by President Zelensky needed to be public? And that that announcement was conditioned on that announcement would ultimately release the, the aid. Do you recall that conversation with Ambassador Taylor? Again, my conversation with Ambassador Taylor, my conversation with Senator Johnson were all my personal belief just based on, as you put it, two plus two equals four. Stop well, it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So 
It's based on his beliefs. He's not saying that he even heard it. It's a simple yes or no. Yes, this is what took place. President Trump was holding up aid pending an investigation. He's not saying yes to this. Why in the world is the liberal media saying it? Because they don't want this to be the truth. That's why Shifty Shift ran out in the hallway trying to get ahead of what he just said. But see, we got the footage. We're going to show you the truth. Let's go back to it. In his testimony, Ambassador Taylor says that you said that President Trump had told you that he wanted President Zelensky to state publicly as of September 1st. Do you have any reason to doubt Ambassador Taylor's testimony, which he said was based on his meticulous contemporaneous notes? Uh, President Trump never told me directly that the aid was conditioned on the meetings. The only thing we got directly from Giuliani was that the Burisma in 2016 elections. Okay, stop it there. Rewind it back 10 seconds. Rewind it back 10 seconds. Because you need to hear what he says again to answer this question. Because the liberal media seemed to like, oh, this past, what did he say? What did he say? President Trump never actually did what? I mean, seriously, this is what all this is about, right? And pre- he just said President Trump didn't actually do what? Play it again. The only thing we got directly from Giuliani was that the Burisma in 2016 elections were conditioned on the White House meeting. The aid was my own personal, uh, you know, guess based again on your analogy, two plus two equals four. So you didn't talk to President Trump when Ambassador Taylor says that that's what you told him? Is that your testimony here? My testimony is I never heard from President Trump that aid was conditioned on an announcement of elections. So never heard. You never heard those specific words. Correct. Right. But never heard those words. Now, watch well, let's move ahead does. because you have another conversation um, in in a little bit later that both Tim Morrison and Ambassador Taylor recount. But in this September 1st conversation, Ambassador Taylor also says that testified under oath that you said that President Trump wanted Zelensky in a public box. Do you recall using that expression? Yeah, it goes back to my earlier comment that, again, coming from the Giuliani source, because we didn't discuss this specifically with President Trump, that they wanted whatever commitments Ukraine made to be made publicly so that they would be on the record and be held more accountable, whatever those commitments were. <laughs> okay, you stop also it testify. We'll continue when we come back. See, I mean, really, he doesn't. He wanted to make it public so then that way it would be legit. There's nothing wrong here. Nothing went down that shouldn't have gone down. We'll be back. Ambassador Taylor rather testified that you told him that you had made a mistake in telling the Ukrainians that only the White House meeting was conditioned on the announcement of the investigations and that, in fact, everything was, including the security assistance. Do you remember saying that? When I referenced a mistake, I what I recall was I thought that a statement made by the new Ukrainian prosecutor that these investigations would be started up again or commenced would be sufficient to satisfy Mr. Giuliani slash President Trump. As I recall, my mistake was someone came back through Volcker otherwise and said, no, it's not going to do if the prosecutor makes these statements. The president wants to hear it from Zelensky directly. That's the mistake I think I made. 
Do you have any reason to question Ambassador Taylor's testimony based on his meticulous and careful contemporaneous notes? I'm not going to question or not question. I'm just telling you what I believe I, <laughs> I was. Would he believe? There's no, there's nothing here. He's going based on his belief of what took place. There's nothing factual there. There's, there's zero there. He's going based on his beliefs. So we have another clip that I want to play for you. This one is from Mike Turner, where he forces, he kind of, he forces him to clarify his testimony. And I mean, seriously, I mean, really, he had to force him to clarify it, but I don't think he had to because it was completely clear when I was watching it on the criminal news network. Actually, I was watching it on Fox News this morning, but you know, <clears throat> anyways, I was sitting there listening to it. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's not even giving them anything. And he was getting upset. The more he kept asking those questions, trying to get him to say, yes, President Trump told him directly. And at some point in the video, there's another video that we have. At some point, he gets upset and he cuts him off and said, Trump never told me to do this. That's what this is all about. Trump was on a phone call. Trump made the, made the, uh, the, the statement to the Ukrainian people that, hey, you do this investigation, and then I'll give you the funds. I'll give you the aid. But that never took place. So they're, they're still trying to get someone, anybody, somebody who's willing to go to jail to come up there and say, yes, I was on the phone call and I heard President Trump say, yeah, you do this for me and I give you the aid. But that never took place. So let's go to this video clip with Mike Turner <clears throat> of where he forces Sunderland to clarify his testimony. Let's go to it. After you testified, Chairman Schiff ran out and gave a press conference and said he gets to impeach the President of the United States because of your testimony. And if you pull up CNN today, right now, their banner says Sondland ties Trump to withholding aid. Is that your testimony today, Mr. Ambassador Sondland, that you have evidence? Pause it before he answers it. Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it right there. <clears throat> put, put it back on full screen. Put it back on full screen. Now read, read the, read the title, what they have in there. Selling, yes, there was quit pro quo in Ukraine scandal. See, this is the criminal news network. The only reason why you're not seeing it on there, yeah, okay, yeah, you can see it there, right there. You see it right there, the criminal news network, straight up saying it, they're basically putting out the lies because they have a narrative to push. Continue the video. The investigation to the aid, because I don't think you're saying that. I've said repeatedly, Congressman, I was presuming. I also said that President Trump. So no one told you, not just the president. Giuliani didn't tell you. Mulvaney didn't tell you. Nobody. Pompeo didn't tell you. Nobody else on this planet told you <laughs> that Donald Trump was tying aid to these investigations. Is that correct? I think I already testified. No, answer the question. Is it correct? No one on this planet told you that Donald Trump was tying this aid to the investigations. Because if your answer is yes, then the chairman's wrong and the headline on CNN is wrong. No one on this planet <laughs> told you that President Trump was tying aid to investigations. Yes or no? Yes. So, you really have no testimony today that ties President Trump to a scheme to withhold aid from Ukraine in exchange for these investigations? Other than my own presumption. Which is nothing. I mean, that's what I don't understand. So you know what hearsay evidence is, Ambassador? Hearsay is when I testify what someone else told me. Do you know what made-up testimony is? Made-up testimony is when I just presume it. I mean, you're just assuming all of these things, and then you're giving them the evidence that they're running out and doing press conferences, and CNN's headline is saying that you're saying the President of the United States should be impeached because he tied aid to investigations, and you don't know that, correct? 
I never said the President of the United States should be impeached. Nope, but you did. You have left people with the confusing impression that you were giving testimony that you did not. You do not have any evidence that the President of the United States was tied to withholding aid from Ukraine in exchange for investigations. I yield back. Why is he there? Why is he there? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know why he's there, because I felt like President Trump did this. That is the whole model of the Democrats, because I felt someone did something wrong. Because I felt he did it, he has to be guilty. I presumed that President Trump was doing this. Shifty Schiff got on there and did a parody about what President Trump said in the phone call. So because they presume, and because he did a parody, we're supposed to believe what they are saying. Hashtag believe the leftist lies, right? Is that what it is? Do we need to start one, a trend? Hashtag believe the leftist lies. Why is this happening? What in the world are they doing? Like I said in my opening statement, I hope that the Democrats don't ever stop. I hope they, that they continue this charade. Why? Because I saw on Twitter today, there's so many Democrats saying, wait a minute, they're making us look bad. Shifty shift, spilling out all this bullshit and everyone is getting upset about it. And they're like, wait a minute, this, this not looking good. This hearsay is, it's not working. And, for, and it's like in their mind, they have it fixed in their mind. Like, yes, this is what we're supposed to be doing. It's 100 percent OK. Let's run with it. Let's go with it. It's OK. The American people aren't going to figure out what we're doing. They're too dumb. This is the Democrats. That's how they feel about us. You're too dumb to realize that what we're doing here. Let's go to this other one. We're selling. He said no one told him directly. It's 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 all in there today. It's so today was the worst day for the Democrats. So let's go to this one here. Number three, we're selling direct. He said there's no direct. Uh, there was no no one told him directly to hold the aid. No one. Let's go to it. No one told me directly that the aid was tied to anything. I was presuming it was. <laughs> I mean, we're, I mean, seriously, where is the headline CNN? Where's the headline MSDNC? Where's the headline with the truth? Play that one more time. It was so quick. I think people missed it. Play it one more time. No one told me directly that the aid was tied to anything. I was presuming it was. No one told me directly <laughs> that the aid was tied to. Where's the, I mean, seriously. I was CNN. presuming it was. No There's one told the me headline. directly that the aid no was tied to anything. No one told me directly. Anything. I was presuming it was. No one he told me directly presuming. that the aid was tied to. Okay, okay. Anything. I was presuming it was. No one told me directly. What, what, what more do you need to hear? As the American people, what more do you need to hear about the charade on the hill? Have, and we haven't even seen the sticker that's going to cost the American tax dollar, the American people. We haven't even seen the sticker for this. How much is this going to cost us? Because you and I are paying for this. They're not sitting up there for free. All I'm getting paid to do this nonsense. This is the America we live in today, where they have this whole hoax, this whole charade, trying to impeach a sitting president that has done nothing wrong but made it to where unemployment for black people is the lowest ever in the history. That is a problem to the Democrats. The economy's doing better. The stock exchange, record highs. That is a problem to the Democrats. We'll be back after this. Firepowernews.com.
Will Johnson. All right, welcome back, FirepowerNews.com. Tom Pepper actually hosts the AJ Show today, so he will not be with us this evening. But we do have a special guest coming on with us right now. This young man, I have known him for over a year now, and we've done many videos online through social media. Uh, He's very outspoken. He's been banned multiple times. I think out of everyone that I've known, this man has been banned more than anybody that I know and then able to go back on the platform. Not to the point like Alex Jones, where they just completely removed him and other people, but they banned him and then they let him back on. And then they banned him and they let him back on. The man I'm talking about is the mind of Jamal. He goes by the he goes by the name of Mind of Jamal on social media. They actually did just remove him completely off of Twitter, but then he was able to create another account. So we're going to bring Jamal on and we're going to talk about this impeachment hearing because I love the insight that he has talking about these Democrats and how they've been trying to control all Americans ever since. So you there, Jamal? I'm here, but Will, I got a new one. They took my, they took the other um page down from Twitter, so I'm totally banned off Twitter. They took your second page off of Twitter. Yep, they took it off. They said that um, and the worst part about it, that wasn't my page. That page was someone who had liked who who liked my work, and so they was a secondary page, and I was running you know stuff through them. They took that down. So I have been officially banned off Twitter. And here's the thing. When people did that to Alex Jones, people people were like, you know, trying to say, well, you got to understand, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't understand. If they did it to Alex Jones, they're going to do it to you. And they you and they did it to Alex Jones first taking him off platforms, taking him off stuff, and now they're coming off the conservatives. And now everybody's, oh, my God, what do we do? What do we do? Well, you should have spoke up when they took Alex Jones off, regardless of how you disagree with him or not. The man had a right to have a platform. The man had a right to reach his millions of of, of viewers and people who like him. And guess what? We reap what we sow, and we're reaping it. Yeah, you know what? And you know what? There's a lot of people right now that are afraid to even, you know, be in the same room with Alex Jones, afraid to be on anything with Alex Jones. There's people I've had, and these people are conservatives. As soon as they find out that InfoWarsStore.com is the sponsor of this show and they find out about it, these are conservatives. They run like they're scared. The people avoid me because they find out that. And I'm sitting there thinking, why are they giving in to the Democrats this way? That's all this is, because the Democrats have put out this story about Alex Jones because they want to destroy him so much. And then now conservatives are scared and they've got people scared to say Alex Jones on social media, because if you say anything positive about him, you're subject to be banned because they're afraid. Well, Will, here's the thing. Conservatives started ostracizing Alex Jones. See, that's where it started off. And Alex Jones, Alex Jones gives all points of views. Regardless if you agree with it or not, he's given in a points of view. Well, some conservatives and some Republicans actually open themselves up to this viewpoint, well, you don't need to say that or you shouldn't say that. Well, when you start believing in that, that you should limit what this should say or you shouldn't say this, 
that's how you get what we got done to Alex Jones when he was totally banned, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and all those things. Well, guess what? I'm a black man. I got the st- I got the Southern flag. I got the Don't Tread on Me, President Trump. All and a Betsy Ross flag. What happens when they get mad? What happened when somebody get mad and say, well, because remember, they was banning this flag after the shooting in South Carolina. So you can't even go to Amazon or certain stores and find a rebel flag, the um, battle flag of Virginia, Southern Pride flag. So they already started taking little things and it's only going to get worse. That's why they're trying their best to impeach President Trump and they're trying to erase anything that says I don't stand with your liberalism agenda. Yep, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about this impeachment hearing. I know you saw some of it today, and I know you've been keeping up with it. Not a single witness that they brought forward has had the smoking gun on President Trump. Not a single one. But they get the liberal media to go along with Shifty Shift and the rest of them and blatantly lie to the American people as if what took place in the hearing was different. And you know what it is, Jamal? The hearing's taking place and people aren't tuning into it. People are just going on Twitter. They're getting the little sound bites. People tune into shows like ours. People tune into you. They hear what you're going to say about it because a lot of people are like, there's nothing there. Why am I going to pay attention to it? Have you noticed that? Well, here's what's going on today. Today's was someone. It all boils down to this, um, Will. Everyone is trying to play psychotherapist with President Trump. This is what he meant. This is what he thought. Oh, I know he said he didn't want this. I know he said he doesn't like that. But we know what he meant. Imagine if somebody took that same attitude with a woman. Oh, I know she said no. I Mm. know she said she doesn't want to do this. But Mm. I know what she meant. I know what her eyes man i know what she was signaling look how she dressed look 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 how her friends were talking and so they commit and so they go on and commit a sex a sex act well she told you no so no means no i thought it was no means no so if it's no means no president trump told you no quid pro quo he didn't want it now, you got this guy, Summerlin, who said, basically, all this is going off what he thinks, what his view is. Well, if you put two and two together, if you put two and two together, well, guess what? We have something in America called facts, evidence, hearsay, and assumptions. The assumption, you assume this is what he wants. You assume that is what he meant. So you made a judgment. Well, what if your assumption is wrong? And then to have this man say today, after he realized, he realized that it was a quid pro quo. He eventually realized it. He came to know. How did you come to know? Is it after the Democrat in Oregon, the Democrat in Oregon threatening your wife, 
threatening and, and boycotting your wife, hotel and business? Is that when you came to the realization? You know, they're talking about all this um President Trump intimidating witnesses. The Democrat out of Oregon is protesting this man's wife business. Been because doing he, because he wouldn't. Since. So they're they're protesting the, his his some uh, they're protesting Sullen's wife's business because he would not give them what they were asking for. Because Goldman kept asking, Goldman kept asking over and over that President Trump hold aid for for the uh, for the investigation, and he kept saying no. And then he he kept trying to rewrite the question. He kept trying to ask the question a different way, and he kept saying no. So you're telling me that they're protesting against his wife because he didn't give them what they want. The first time he came and testified, he told them President Trump did not give a quid pro quo at any time. Mm. President Trump didn't um um ask him, ask anybody for anything. This is what he originally testified to. Then he came later and adjusted his testimony. He came with this revelation that changed his mind and he amended his testimony. Well, well yeah. it was brought out today. Okay, hold on, Jamal. Hold that. Hold that when we come back. So I want to get you to talk about that more. Because we got to take a okay. hard break. We got to pay some bills here. We got we got to get everyone to support our sponsors because this is what you want to see. Now with the fake news has been putting out. Infowarsstore.com. Band.video. We'll be back. Welcome back. Firepowernews.com. Will Johnson riding alone tonight. Actually, I'm not riding alone. We have the mind of Jamal. And right before we went to the break, Jamal was talking about how Sullen's wife is being attacked because Sullen first said it was no quit pro quo because he's not giving anyone. So why are the Democrats attacking his wife? I mean, seriously, so talking about intimidation and Jamal was touching it. I'm going to let Jamal finish talking about that intimidation. They are literally probably physically want to attack people. Look at that. Look what they did to Tucker. They kicked down Tucker's door. Democrats will dock you and go to your home to be violent. And they do this to intimidate conservatives, Christians, not to say anything. They're doing it to shut you up. And most people, they don't want to have the confrontation. So guess what? They say nothing. That's what's happening. Jamal, so tell us some more about what you were saying, what was happening to Sullen's wife. Okay. The, 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 it is U.S. Representative. Okay, it sounds like we're, he's, he's, his uh, Skype. Okay, let's get, let's get Jamal to reconnect real quick. Cause his Skype like really got garbled up there, garbled up. I've talked about this in death before how the Democrats will send every time you have a pro Trump pro American rally. And this all, I'll talk about all this intimidation. They say, well, president Trump is intimidating witnesses, but every time you have a pro Trump pro American rally, guess what happens? The Democrats will send out Antifa. The Democrats will send out BLM. They send out these Brown berets. They're in California. Google them. 
They sent out the group called BAM. They sent out all these different groups. We have Jamal back. Okay, cool, yeah, cool. Have- so, okay, awesome. So let's, um, but what I was just saying that the Democrats are sending out all these people to intimidate people to get you to comply to something. And they've been doing yeah. it successfully with conservatives. So finish telling us, Jamal, what you were talking about with Sullen's wife being, you know, attacked because of he's not giving the Democrats what they're looking for. Okay, the person's name is U.S. Representative Earl Blumenau. I will spell it for you. Earl, I will spell it for you militarily. Bravo Lima Uniform Mike Echo November Alpha Uniform Echo Romeo, Democrat out of Oregon. He has been protest. He has been boycotting the the Sondland motel chains because you know Sondland is out of the um Oregon area and stuff like that. Well, he they have been protesting his wife. Trying because he said there was no quid pro quo. After this protest started by a sitting U.S. congressman, a sitting U.S. congressman is leading this boycott against him. He changed his story and the tweet that was sent out said, Gordon Sunderland, welcome to the resistance. Wow. That's why he changed his testimony. If people knew, wait, hold on for a sec. I got my thing caught up on my cord. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> I hope that one. It went. One of the things people ask you if you when when you do something, they always ask. They say, "Are you under distress? Distress whenever you um doing a plea bargain." And you change, you plead anything. They say that the um, prosecution threaten you or anybody threats or blah, blah, blah. This is what they say when a regular court trial. This man was having his family threatened by the Democrat Party out there, Antifa, out of Portland. This, they were threatening his wife, his family, and all these things. It's, um, look it up. Only thing people gotta do is Google Representative Earl Blumenauer boycotts Gordon Sunderland's wife, motels, and properties. It comes up. This is, so this is, this is, this is tyranny. This is, this is the, the very definition of tyranny against American citizens where they are attacking someone, even their fam, they're attacking their family members, their friends, their community, their state, because they're not, they're not getting what they want from them. I mean, this is Democrats doing this to someone because they're upset because of what someone's husband is doing. He doesn't want to go to jail. That's the reason why he's saying what he's saying right now. Cause today, when they were asking him, was there, was there any aid being held pending the investigation? And he said no. And, and they were, they were taken back. Why is he saying no? And then the liberal media and Shifty Shift still coming out saying, this is exactly what we've been looking for. What is exactly it is they're looking for here? There's nothing there. And for this congressman, like you just said, Jamal, this congressperson to, to, to boycott someone's business because they're not getting the smoking gun to impeach President Trump, that is straight up tyranny. And then you had a Republican come out and say, a Republican 
um came out and said I'm trying to find out who he was, but um I can't find him right now. We'll find him later. Well, just give but me the gist on what he was saying. He came out and said today, he said, you know what, Mr. Sumlin, um, Adam Schiff during the break ran out and said that you had, um, gave an impeachment. You gave a smoking gun. You was the one who said, President Trump, he said, did you make that testimony? He said, no. He said, so is it wrong for them to go out and say that you were saying President Trump did quid pro quo with the aid. Yes or no? He was like, what is it? No, that's a yes or no answer. He looked and he said, yes, they were wrong. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I don't know what the Democrats are trying to run with. I don't know what story they're trying with. I know what they're doing, trying to run with. I know what story they're trying to say. But it fell apart today. It fell apart under cross-examination. Here's the thing. And the media should know this. You can be the star witness for the prosecution or, or, or for a defense. And they can say, Oh, look at him. He can say, I saw that man. I saw him do that. But when they get you under cross examination and that lawyer say, you saw him, where were you standing at? Uh, I was standing on my front porch. Oh, you was? It's not in a police report that you were standing on the front porch. How far away from you were, um, from the, um, incident? Well, I was, I was about three, uh, 200 feet. Okay. How well is the lights? Oh, the lights, they never work. Oh, so the <laughs> lights never work? So how could you see my client? Well, exactly. I, I recognize his shape from how he come around. What? Yeah. Yeah. Or I presume and, it was him. In this and case, that's what happened. In this case, Sutherland said, I presume this would took place. Same thing like Cynthia yes. Schiff said, I did a parody. Now, let me ask you this before we go, Jamal. Okay. So personally, I think when we have Republicans, Democrats, no matter who they are, these are congressmen. When they go up on the hill and if they lie to the American people, something needs to be changed about this. When they blatantly lie. Now, I can understand if they misspoken. If they said something, they're like, okay, you know what? That's not, that was incorrect. I'll make them, I'll do it. But Shifty Shift, in his case, he lied blatantly. He took documentation and said, this is what President Trump was saying when it was blatantly a lie. They should automatically be removed from office. Do you agree or disagree with that? And then tell everyone how they can connect with you. Well, number one, Will, you will never stop Congressman from lying. They've been lying ever since the inception. <laughs> People forgot. Exactly. When, when we formed as a nation, there was still loyalists that was inside. See, mm-hmm. here's the thing about America when you're dealing with a constitutional republic and use democracy style, um, actions to get your elected official, because remember, we are a constitutional republic. I tell people, we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. Big difference. Yep. You had loyalists who were people who were loyal to the British crown still get elected. Now, back then, you know, they tried to weed them out, but they were elected. Well, hey, yeah, hey, Jamal. 
So we're going to uh-huh. run out of time. We're going to run out of time. We got like 25 seconds left. Tell everyone how they can still connect with you. If you go to YouTube, you can find me at Mind of Jamal or you go to Facebook, Mind of Jamal. I'm totally banned off Twitter, so you won't find me on Twitter. They totally took my page down. So YouTube and Facebook. Facebook. Mind right, hey, Jamal. Hey, Jamal. Thanks for coming on with me. Thank you, Will. You have a great night. God bless. You too. God bless. I want to talk about this Vaso beat. Now, when I say that I really love this stuff, I talked to the crew during the break and I said, please find me a bottle. It says take two dropper fulls daily. And I've already taken one this morning. And I like to spread it out. Now I have taken both of them at the same time just because I love this stuff. But for the most part, I'll take it throughout the day. I'll take one in the morning and I'll take one in the evening. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this live on the air. So actually, let me let me put a drop here on the paper here so you can see the actual color. Look how dark that is. And see, it just doesn't run. It just doesn't bead immediately. Look at that. I mean, it's like holding its form, but it's liquid. It's almost like the, the color of blood, right? Can you see that? Look how red that is. Now, when you put blood together all in one drop, it is dark. Same thing with this. And this works. This is very good for your blood system as well. It's absolutely wonderful. Okay, so now I have to be really careful here because if I get it on my suit it's going to remain on my suit and I don't even know if I can take it to the dry cleaners to get it out okay so I'm going to be real careful here here we go here we go Oh, it's so good. I love it. You've got to try it. You can't afford not to, right? It's not like your typical beet juice that you buy in a store. It almost has that pow factor to it, that wow factor. I absolutely recommend it. And I'm not just saying it because to get you to buy something. I'm saying it because the products actually work and they're so nice. They're so nice. Why do you think the globalists want to take out InfoWarsStore.com? Why do you think they want to do that? They want to get rid of InfoWarsStore.com because they're selling products that's beneficial to your body. The globalists can't have someone selling you something like that. Why? Because it means you possibly will live a lot longer than they anticipate. And they don't want that. They can't have that. All right. So. Here it is again. So today I went out. um, There was a rally here in Austin, Texas. Actually, Trump showed up. Trump went to the Apple facility here in Texas where Apple is going to build products here. Right. And President Trump showed up. So supposedly Tim Cook was here. President Trump was here. And the good thing about it is that they're creating jobs. The thing that a lot of conservatives are upset because how Tim Cook's is banning conservatives and Alex Jones happened to be one of those and it's still happening, right? The nice thing is that there are more jobs being created here in America. And as a result of that, guess who's upset about these jobs being created in America? Is it conservatives? No. Is it Republicans? No. It is the left. Every last one of them on the left. They are upset because jobs are being created here in America. So you ask yourself, why are they upset? Because jobs are being created. Who would be upset about that? Leftists, they have children that are going to college, and one day they're going to need jobs too, right? Right? And that, that, that should be the thinking. But that's not. 
They're upset because of these jobs are coming to here to an America because it's going to make President Trump look good. They are willing to put their children in harm way. They're willing to allow their children not to have successful jobs later on. If it means destroying President Trump. So while I was out there, I didn't, I didn't get to take my uh, dose of Vaso beat. So I'm going to take it again here. Live on the air because it just so happens we're on a nightly show, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, Central Time, Bandot Video, and I get to take this in the evening. So I'm like, what better time to take it than right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. One dropper. Take one in the morning, and I'll take one in the evening. And for me, during the show, is really great. I really enjoy it. And I know a lot of people don't like, they're like the beats. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Tom mix it in water. And he says very good in water. So when we come back, we're going to show some of the crazy clown, circus clown debate. The circus is in town. The circus is in town. We're going to show you the Democrat debate and we're going to talk along while they're going. All right. Firepowernews.com. Band.video, and please go get the Vassal Beast today. Our sponsor, InfoWarsStore.com. We need your support. We'll be back in a minute. Real news, real people, real politics. This is Firepower. Yes, this is firepower. And you know what? The reason why it's firepower, because we should be on fire for this country. We should be on fire for God. That's why this is firepower. Okay, so like I said, right before we went to the break, we're going to go to the debates and we're going to show some of the debates. We're going to share it with you. And we're going to talk about what's happening at these debates. And possibly when they give an answer, maybe I'll give my answer as we go. Okay. So you guys got the debates in there? All right, let's go ahead and bring it up on the screen. Let's see. Have they started yet? Okay, let's go to it. And you got 18 million people paying half of their limited income thousand. What the American people understand is that the Congress can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. That's a lot. In other words, we can deal with Trump's corruption, but we also have to stand up for the working families of this country. We also have to stand up to the fact that That's a lot because he's been, in po- he's been in politics for how many years? a handful of billionaires and that our economy is rigged. He's been in politics for how many years? And he's talking about we can walk and chew gum at the same time? These are the do-nothing Democrats. Continue. Mayor Buttigieg, let me put the same question to you. How central should the president's conduct uncovered by the impeachment inquiry be to a Democratic nominee's campaign? How central would it be to yours? Well, the constitutional process of impeachment should be beyond politics. And it is not a part of the campaign. But the president's 
conduct is. The impeachable conduct that we have seen in the abuse of power that we're learning more about in the investigations. But just to be clear, the president's already confessed to it on television. But that's just part of what we've seen. Under normal circumstances, the president is would about? leave office after something that was revealed recently that barely got any attention at all, which was the president had to confess in writing, in court, to illegally diverting charitable contributions that were supposed to go to veterans. We are absolutely going to confront this president for his wrongdoing, but we are also... Oh, you hear this? So now he's trying to get veterans to believe that President Trump, Trump is not for them. To an end, Yet this president has done more for the, the military than any president in the past 20, 60 years. Comes up and the Trump presidency is behind us, which will be a tender moment in the life of this country. And we are going to have to unify a nation that will be as divided as ever. And while doing it, address big issues that didn't take a vacation for the impeachment process or for the Trump presidency as a whole. A climate approaching the point of no return. The fact that we've still got to act on health care. Kids learning active shooter drills before they learn to read. And an economy where even when the Dow Jones is looking good, far too many Americans have to fight like so just to hold he on just to mentioned that kids have to learn active shooter be drills the before they can even learn how to read. But yet the Democrats want to teach children and have to have homosexual sex before they can even read. President Trump, Republicans anyone, anyone catch that? But right now, Republicans in Congress, including some of whom you've worked with for decades, are demanding investigations not only of you, but also of your son. How would you get those same Republicans to work with you? Well, look, the next president of the United States can have to do, th- do two things. Defeat Donald Trump. That's number one. And number two, it's going to have to and make be, be able to go into states like Georgia and North Carolina and other places and get a Senate majority. That's what I'll do. Now, you have to ask yourself up here, who is most likely to be able to win the nomination in the first place, or to win the presidency in the first place? And secondly, who is most likely to increase the number of people who are Democrats in the House and in the Senate? And uh, by the way, I learned something about these impeachment trials. I learned, number one, that Donald Trump doesn't want me to be the nominee. That's pretty clear. He held up aid to make sure that while at the same time, innocent people in the Donbass are getting killed by Russian soldiers. Secondly, I found out that Vladimir Putin doesn't want me to be president. So uh, I, uh, I've learned a lot about these things early on from these hearings that were that are being held. But the bottom line is, I think we have to ask ourselves the honest question. Who is most likely to do what needs to be done? Produce a Democratic majority in the United States Senate, maintain the House, and beat Trump. Senator Harris, your thoughts about that? Well, first of all, we have a criminal living in the White House. And there is no question that in 2020, the biggest issue before us until we get to that tender moment is justices on the ballot. And what we saw today is Ambassador Sondland, by his own words, told us that everyone was in the loop. That means it is a criminal enterprise engaged in by the president, from what we heard today, the vice president, the secretary of state, and the chief of staff. And so this not only points to the corrupt nature of this administration and the need for these impeachment proceedings to go forward, but it also points to another issue. And back to the question that you no asked one told me directly that the aid was tied to anything. I was presuming it was. 
There are clearly two different set of rules for two different groups of people in America. The powerful people who, with their arrogance, think they can get away with this, and then everybody else. This is fact-checking in real time. For those working people who are working two it. and three jobs, if they don't pay that credit card by the end of the month, they get a penalty. For the people who don't pay their rent, they get evicted. For the people who shoplift, they go to jail. We need the same set of rules for everybody. For the politicians that lie should be removed. It's to say that we have to bring justice back to America for all people and not just for some. Thank you, Senator. Senator Warren, you have cast yourself as a fighter. If you were elected, though, you would be walking into She also cast herself as an Indian. <laughs> and now she's cast herself as a black woman. <laughs> do you see that divide as permanent or do you need to bring the country together if you become president to achieve your goals? So I think the way we achieve our goals and bring our country together is we talk about the things that unite us. And that is that we want to build an America that works for the people, not one that just works for rich folks. You know, I have proposed a two-cent wealth tax. That is a tax for everybody who has more than $50 billion in assets. Your first $50 billion is free and clear. But your $50 billionth and first dollar, you got to pitch in two cents. And when you hit a billion dollars, you got to pitch in a few pennies more. Here's the thing. Doing a wealth tax is not about punishing anyone. It's about saying you built something great in this country. Good for you. But you did it using workers. All of us help pay to educate. You did it using your getting your goods to on roads and bridges. All of us help pay for it. You did it protected by police and firefighters. All of us help pay the salaries for. So when you make it big, when you make it really big, when you make it top one tenth of one percent big, pitch in two cents. So everybody else gets a chance to make it. And here's the thing. That's something that Democrats care about, independents care about, and Republicans Did you see care Joe about. Biden was because laughing at her when she said the first 50 billion? People understand the cost of this country. Our government is working better and better for the billionaires. Y'all saw that too? It's the first 50 billion. I'm like, wow. Come together. I mean, it's not a bad deal. First 50 billion. Thank you. Senator Booker, do you agree with that strategy? Well, first of all, I think we all agree that we need to bring in a lot more revenue in this country. We actually have a real problem with the tax rates, tax loopholes, tax cheats. And I don't agree with the wealth tax the way that Elizabeth Warren puts it. Uh, but I agree that we need to raise the estate tax. We need to tax capital gains as ordinary income, real strategies will increase revenue. But here's the challenge. We as Democrats need to fight for a just taxation system. But as I travel around the country, we Democrats also have to talk about how to grow wealth as well. When I stood in church recently and asked folks in a black church, how many people here want to be entrepreneurs, half the church raised their hands. If we as a country don't start, if we have a party, don't start talking not just about how to tax wealth, but have give more people opportunities to create wealth, to grow businesses, to have their American yeah, dream. Yeah, was the church because black yeah, or were we the people inside the church the black? Wage to I mean, that's the question, right? I mean, seriously. The people in communities <laughs> I frequent, they're not aspiration for their lives. He's it's such a liar. Wages. And who they believes anything that, that Mr. Potato Head is saying? I don't believe a single thing that he's saying. That's what he's such a, he's one of the biggest 
idiots no. up there. Senator Warren, you wanted to respond? Sure. So let me just tell you what we can do with that two cent wealth tax. Two so cents two cents for after the first one percent of this fifty country, billion dollars. Universal child care for every baby in this country, age zero to five. That is transformative. We can provide universal pre-K for every three-year-old and four-year-old in America. We can stop exploiting the women, largely black and brown women, who do this work, and we can. Okay, you know what? Okay, so we're getting ready to go to a hard break. So we can stop exploiting black and brown women. The only people that is doing that are the Democrats. They're the only ones that's doing that. We'll be back after this. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? I want nothing. That's what I want from Ukraine. That's what I said. I want nothing. I said it twice. And he just said, I want nothing. I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Tell Zelensky to do the right thing. Care Act from the sabotage of the Trump administration. And in the first hundred days, I want to bring in 135 million people into Medicare for all at no cost to them. Everybody under the age of 18, everybody who has a family of four income less than $50,000. I'm going to lower the age of Medicare to 50 and expand Medicare coverage to include vision and dental and long-term care in and then in the third year, when people have had a chance to feel it and taste it and live with it, we're going to vote and we're going to want Medicare for all. Senator, Today. thank you, Senator. Senator Sanders, let me bring you into this conversation thank you. I and ask you the question. <laughs> thank you, because I'm, I'm about to retire over here right on stage. And you need to bring me back into it. Thank you. Campaign, including your plans for Medicare for all as a political revolution. Yes. President Obama explicitly said the country is, quote, less revolutionary than it is interested in improvement. The average American doesn't think we have to completely tear down the system and remake it, end quote. Is President Obama wrong? No, he's right. We don't have to tear, tear down the system, but we do have to do what the American people want. And the American people understand today that the current health care system is not only cruel, it is dysfunctional. Now you tell me how we have a system in which we spend twice as much as do the people of any other country. And yet we got 87 million uninsured, underinsured. In some cases, we pay 10 times Look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's trying to bust out laughing. the people of Canada or other countries. <laughs> what has Bernie done his entire career? So now we're supposed to believe that Bernie is going to come in and fix it? What has he been doing his entire career? And that's a reason to go bankrupt. Now, some of the people up here think that we should not take on the insurance industry. We should not take on the pharmaceutical industry. But you know what? If you think back to FDR and if you think back to JFK and Harry Truman and Barack Obama, as a matter of fact, people have been talking about health care for all. Well, you know what? I think now is the time. And in the first week of my administration, we will introduce Medicare for all. Medicare for all. That Who's going to no pay for it? No copay. Who's going to pay no for it? Pocket expenses. That means That's everyone in America Senator, will be Senator, having President to wait Biden. in lines and you know, long lines like Venezuela to get in Tylenol. People a single pill. We're going to have to wait in lines because the Democrats the want to regulate what the duck, what you, how many pills you can and cannot have. It couldn't pass the United States Senate right now with Democrats. It couldn't pass the House. Nancy Pelosi 
is one of those people who then thinks it makes sense. We should build on Obamacare, provide the plan I put forward before anybody in here, adding a Medicare option in that plan, and not make people choose. Allow people to choose, I should say. If you go the route of my two friends on my right and my left, you have to give up your private insurance. 160 million people like their private insurance. And if they don't like it, they can buy into a Medicare-like proposal in my plan. Drug prices go down. Premiums go down across the board. But here's the deal. They get to choose. I trust the American people to make a judgment what they believe is in their interest and not demand of them what the insurance companies. They want no no competition. And my friends say you have to only go Medicare for all. Vice President Biden, thank you, Ashley. Congresswoman Gabbard, you have criticized Hillary Clinton as the, quote, personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic <laughs> Party. What is the rot you see in the Democratic Party? That our Democratic Party, unfortunately, is not the party that is of, by, and for the people. It's a par- it is a party that has been and continues to be influenced by the foreign policy establishment in Washington, represented by Hillary Clinton and others' foreign policy, wow. and the military-industrial complex, and other greedy corporate interests. Do you hear what I'm she's saying? I'm running for president to be the Democratic nominee that rebuilds Hillary our Clinton Democratic I, Party, it, takes it out I'm of just their guessing hands, here. and truly... Hillary Clinton is probably saying of the people of this country body bag actually hears the voices of Americans who are struggling all across this country and puts it in the hands of veterans and fellow Americans who are calling for an end to this ongoing Bush Clinton Trump foreign policy doctrine oh, of Trump regime foreign change policy. wars she left out Obama in other countries See, that's why she can't that's why she's not going to win in uniform into harm's way to fight in wars that actually undermine our national security and have cost us thousands of American lives. These are wars that have cost us as American taxpayers trillions. Let's talk about how Obama gave arms to ISIS. Let's talk about how Obama, if she wanted to include the Clintons, because Clinton were involved in that too. They armed ISIS, the killing people overseas, but she's not mentioning that for some reason. Why is she mentioning that? She's going to, I guarantee she will pick up that same policy. American people Thank you, right here at home. Senator Harris, any response? Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, me, my turn. Um, I, I think that um, it, it's unfortunate that we have someone on the stage who is attempting to be the Democratic nominee for President of the United States, who during the Obama administration spent four years full-time on Fox News criticizing President Obama. That's who ridiculous, has spent full-time, That's who ridiculous. Who has spent full-time criticizing people on this See, this, this is Kamala Harris' payback to her. That's why they called Kamala Harris, because remember, not even she called Kamala Harris out for what all she was locking people up for over marijuana. Let's a listen to meeting this. with Donald Trump in the Trump Tower. Well, fails to call a war criminal by what he is as a war criminal, and then spends full time during the course of this campaign again criticizing the Democratic Party. What we need on the stage, on in November is someone who has the ability to win. And by that, we need someone on that stage who has the ability to go toe-to-toe with Donald Trump and someone who has the ability to rebuild the Obama coalition 
and bring the party and the nation together. I believe I am that candidate. Thank you, Senator. Uh, no. Congresswoman Gabbard, I'll give okay, you Okay, come on. Let's go back to Gabbard. Come on. Let her respond. Unfortunately, continuing to traffic in lies and smears and innuendos because she cannot challenge the substance of the argument that I'm making, the leadership and the change that I'm seeking to bring in our foreign policy, which only makes me guess that she will, as president, continue the status quo, continue the Bush-Clinton-Trump foreign policy of regime change wars which is is deeply destructive. This is personal to me because I served in Iraq. I left my seat in the state legislature in Hawaii, volunteered to deploy to Iraq, where I served in a medical unit where every single day I saw the terribly high human cost of war. I take very seriously the responsibility that the president has to serve See, the only problem I have with her, because she was in the military, but she is sure for no, I'm not removing the Second Amendment. First. She's for disarming the American people. How was it that someone is in office, but they're willing to remove your Second Amendment rights so you cannot protect your family. This is Tulsi Gabbard. See, at one point she was against homosexuality. She was for people owning firearms, but then she gave, she's willing to give up her morals, to give up her fight to go along with the Democrats to a certain extent, but she's on here talking about the Democrats. At least she's doing that. We have to give her some kudos for that, but I'm still not going to vote for it because she still goes against the will of the American people. All right. We're going to come back to this crazy, insane debate, and we're possibly going to show, show some more video. We'll be back after this. Go to band.video, and please go to our sponsor. We'll be back. Firepower. Weekdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time, only at band.video. Thank you, Mr. Yang. Andrea? Mayor Buttigieg, let's talk about your record as a candidate. You were elected mayor in a Democratic city, receiving just under 11,000 votes. And in your, only, in your only statewide race, you lost by 25 points. Why should Democrats take the risk of betting on you? Because I have the right experience to take on Donald Trump. I get that it's not traditional establishment Washington experience, but I would argue we need something very different right now. In order to de defeat this president, we need somebody who can go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, who actually comes from the kinds of communities that he's been appealing to. I don't talk a big game about uh, helping the working class while helicoptering between golf courses with my name on them. I, I don't even golf. As a matter of fact, now, you know they're probably going to go to probably Elizabeth Warren, but uh, they did want to talk about his experience. Wealth, and I am literally the least because she made a statement. I think stage. it was Elizabeth Warren that came out and made a statement about his experience versus theirs. And the only reason why he's getting more of the highlight because he's a male. And I know how to bring <laughs> go back to it. together to get things done. I know that from the perspective of Washington, what goes on in my city might look small. But frankly, where we live, the infighting on Capitol Hill is what looks small. The usual way of doing business in Washington is what looks small. And I believe we need to send somebody in who has a different kind of experience. The experience on the ground, solving problems, working side by side with neighbors on some of the toughest issues that come up in government. 
recognizing what is required of executive leadership and bringing that to Washington so that Washington can start looking a little more like our best-run communities in the heartland before the other Thank way around Mayor. starts to happen. Thank you, so Mayor. So basically Senator he wants Klobuchar. big government. You he wants more government is what he's saying. Judge, quote, of the women on the stage, do I think that we would be standing on that stage if we had uh, the that's experience right, it was her. he had? No, I don't. Maybe we're held to a different standard. Senator, what did you mean by that? First of all, um, I've made very clear I think that Pete is qualified to be up on this stage, and I am honored to be standing next to him. But what I said was true. Women are held to a higher standard. Otherwise, we could play a game called Name Your Favorite Woman President, which we can't do because it has all been men. The only female on the stage that is worth voting for, if you had the this come down between all of them, that is Tulsi Gabbard. But they don't want her because she is willing to talk about the corruption from the left. She's the only one. I wouldn't vote for her. I would still, I'm still voting for President Trump. But she is the only woman on the stage that is worth even entertaining. That should be president. I think what matters is if you're smart, if you're competent and if you get things done. I am the one that has passed over a hundred bills as the lead Democrat in that gridlock of Washington in Congress on this stage. I think you've got to win. And I am the one, Mr. Vice President, uh, that has been able to win every red and purple congressional district as the lead on a ticket every time. I govern both with my head and my heart. And if you think a woman can't beat Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi does it every single day. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi lies every single day about President Trump, and they're like celebrating it. Impeachment ah, on what? The reason why, if you think the woman's the most qualified person now, you should vote for them. The reason why I think I should be president and be the nominee is number one, I have brought people together my entire career. In the United States Senate, I passed more major legislation than everybody on this stage combined. You know what? Joe Biden, he did bring people together. He brought people to the prison system. You remember that? Him, Hillary Clinton, they brought a lot of people to the prison system. And look how that paid off for them. They made millions from it. Hillary Clinton, she probably still making money from it. She can't do that anymore. If we can't, I thought the question was initially asked of the senator. How do you unify this country? We have to unify this country. I have done it. I have done it. Repeatedly. Democrats do not want to unify to this country. That is the whole no problem. For on the job training. It's just all they're doing is feeling talking points, trying to convince people that they're for the American people. Every major. Dr. Gabbard just said and said it that the Democrat Party is no longer the party for the people. They are not. But yes, you're still standing up there with them. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Vice President Ashley. Senator Booker, one of the defining characteristics of the Trump presidency is that the American people hear from him directly all the time about everything on Twitter and just about everywhere else. Setting aside your views of his tone, is that unfiltered communication something you as president would continue? Is this one of the norms broken by President Trump that needed to change? So look, who, this president has broken norms, as you've said. He used his platforms to demean, degrade, and divide this country in ways that are repugnant and appalling. But the next president, whoever they are, is going to have to be someone who can heal and bring this nation together, this whole nation. So absolutely in that office, I will do whatever it takes to make sure we bring this country together. But it's not for a kumbaya moment. We are a nation 
that achieves great things when we stand together and work together and fight together. So, so how do you get the do nothing Democrats to stand with President Trump and actually do something? Can we get 10% from these do nothing Democrats? Can we get at least 10%? Because if we could get 10% from these do nothing Democrats, President Trump can achieve much more. President Trump can do a lot more for this country. We can have more people working. We can have a better stock exchange that is hitting a hard time high. We can have more black people working where it's been the lowest effort in this nation. We can have more of that. But the Democrats don't want that because they want to be divisive. They're the ones who want to divide everyone in this country. And they're sitting on, on, on here in this debate straight up lying. And what, am I supposed to believe it because now they're saying these good talking points? It's not true with their that's a common purpose, and I will do whatever it takes, bringing creativity to that office like has never been seen before. Thank you. Oh, you know what? The creativity is there with President Trump, and they don't like it. Are still heard at President Trump's rallies today. Now, some opponents of the president are turning the same slogan against him. They've chanted, lock him up, at a recent World Series game in Washington and at a Veterans Day event in New York. And Senator Sanders at at least two of your campaign events recently. Senator, should Democrats discourage this, or are you okay with it? <laughs> well, I think the people of this country are catching on to the degree that this president thinks he is above the law. And what the American people are saying, nobody is above the law. No one told me directly that the aid was tied to anything. I was presuming it was. The president did break the law. He should be prosecuted like any other individual who breaks the law. How did he but break the, the law, sir, Bernie? Day, what we need to do is to bring our people together, not just in opposition. See, Bernie, there they go. Yeah, the camera's rolling. Yeah. I want nothing. That's what I want from Ukraine. That's what I said. I want nothing. I said it twice. And he just said, working families in this country, majority of the American people want to raise the minimum wage to a living wage. When you talk about the climate crisis, the overwhelming majority of the American people. The climate crisis is a hoax. They know we have to take on the fossil fuel industry. They know we have to transform. So basically, they want to remove jobs, people. So what do you think is going to happen if they shut down all of these places that's creating the fossil fuel, the coal mining? What do you think is going to happen to the people there? They're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is wonderful. Kubaya, like Booker just said. We're going to shut them all down. They're but not going to have any jobs any longer. They're going to be like, get over it. So what? Because that is the model. The Democrats are the ones who have created the homelessness in this nation. Every city that's being ran by Democrats, they're, the homelessness is an all-time high, and so is the poverty, and so is the violence, so is the crime. All of the stuff that we're seeing is taking place that is wrong in this nation has been driven by the Democrats. They don't even want to recognize it. Everybody, look, look. I said this repeatedly. We've got to vote them out, meaning we got to vote Democrats out, because the only way we're going to take back this country and be able to keep it is voting Democrats out. They're showing their backside who they really are with these impeachment hearings and with this debate. Firepowernews.com. We'll be back after this. Go to our sponsor, InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us here. Keep us here. We'll be back.
I saw this morning on the, it was just announced that NASDAQ for just this year is up 27 percent. And to me, I don't view it as 27 percent. I view it as jobs. It's just jobs. Very simple. Uh, the overall stock market is uh, through the roof from the time of the election. It probably, I guess it's now going to be it's going to be bordering really on 70 percent from the time of the election. That's something that nobody would have thought possible. And uh, they announced another number this morning that was a number that was very warm to my heart. Since the election, we've created $11 trillion in worth. Now, China's gone down by double that number, and we've gone up by $11 trillion. So when uh, whoever it was that was going to be president, they said within two years, China would overtake the United States as the world's largest economy. We're so far ahead of them right now, it's not even close. And if you have smart people in this position, They'll never catch us. See, the Democrats hate that. Let's, so we're going to go back to this insane debate with the Democrats. But, you know, they hate President Trump being successful this way because people that don't like Trump having benefit because he's being president is a bad thing to the Democrats because they're like, they're like, well, you know what? I don't really like him, but I'm going to vote for him because it's better for us. To That's how the American people really think. Okay, let's go back to this insane clown debate. I just think we have to be smart about how we Thank do you, this. Thank you, Senator. And Senator Harris, why six months and also how would you pay for that? Sure. And, and, and everybody, please visit my website, KamalaHarris.org, for the details on everything I talk about. Um, six months. Oh, yeah, I got to so get the plug in there. How I believe we're going to win this election is it is going to be because we are focused on the future. We are focused on the challenges that, that are presented today and not trying to bring back yesterday to solve tomorrow. So on paid family leave, it is no longer the case in America that people are having children in their 20s. People are having children in their 30s, often in their 40s, which means that these families and parents are often raising young children and taking care of their parents, which requires a lot of work from traveling back and forth to a hospital to daycare to all of the activities that are required, much less the health care needs that are required. And what we are seeing in America today is the burden principally falls on women to do that work. And many women are having to make a very difficult choice whether they're going to leave a profession for which they have a passion to care for their family or whether they are going to give up a paycheck that is part of what that family relies on. So six months paid family leave is meant to and is designed to adjust to the reality of women's lives today. The reality also is that women are not paid equal for equal work in America. We passed the Equal Pay Act in 1963, but fast forward... So are they going to go to Bernie Sanders about that because oh, Bernie Sanders, he remember uh, people that were working on Bernie Sanders campaign, all the women were getting paid less and Bernie Sanders still didn't correct it. And then it come to find out it was still the same thing after it was announced. So the, it's the Democrats that's doing this. Ever since I've been, I, I can remember working. I've had plenty of female bosses. And these female bosses, a lot, in most cases, I know for a fact that they were getting paid more than some of the men bosses in other departments, in the different places, in various places I was working. I remember one time there was, there was a, a job opening where it was, and it was supposed to be the good old boy system. And there was a whole bunch of white men that had all the positions, but they hired a female over the men. And then no one said anything then. She was getting paid well. Listen, this this idiot here, he's the one who created the whole website to impeach 
45. And he's been talking about impeaching President Trump ever since President Trump got elected. Let's go listen to Tom Steyer, this nut. What we've seen in California is as a result of policy, we have millions too few housing units. And that affects everybody in California. It starts with a homeless crisis that goes all through the state. But it it's also about the homeless crisis that the Democrats created. Affect every single worker. That's what the Democrats created. And the, what he's going to fix it. He's a multi-billionaire and he couldn't do anything while he's there in California. And so he's supposed to become president. All of a sudden now it's going to be magically everything gets fixed. When it's the Democrats that created all of this, this, all of these problems people are living in right now. We're going to have to build them in a way that's sustainable. That in fact, he's talking about more projects. He's talking about more ghettos. And hey, we're going to put you in these places and they're bringing all these people coming outside of the country that are coming even illegally. And we're going to put you in these projects, put you in these ghettos. And then we're going to get you to remember who to vote for because we gave you government housing. We gave you government assistance. That's exactly the model of the Democrats. I don't like it. It's disgusting. It's despicable. And be honest with you, it's demonic because the way they're doing it. Most cases in the past, they've always told black women, remove the father, have your children, and then we'll let you, we'll give you more assistance. Thank you, Mr. Sire. Senator Warren, I see your hand raised. Yes. Um, think of it this way. Our housing problem in America is a problem on the supply side. And that means that the federal government stopped building new housing a long time ago, affordable housing. Also, Projects. private developers, they've gone up to the mansions. They're not building the little two-bedroom, one-bath house that I grew up in, garage converted to be a bedroom for my three brothers. So I've got a plan for 3.2 million new housing units in America. Those are housing units for working families, for the working poor, for the poor poor, for seniors who want to age in place, for people with disabilities. You know, she started with the working families, the poor, the poor poor. It's about All this is more is more projects more ghettos that they're going to create and you if you throughout history when you just blatantly just give people stuff and people don't have to work for something they always tear it up because they don't have no respect for it and that's what the democrats do they want to do that and it's a mean of control they're not saying it it's obvious just look at the past of this in this country look how the democrats have done it that's all it is is a form of control and they're going to continue doing it and it's up to us to stop these Yahoo's on this stage from proceeding with their nonsense. Let's go back to it. Crisis, who started my career as a tenants' rights lawyer. Uh, this are all good points, but we're not talking about something that is going on all over America, which is gentrification. Yeah, the Democrats. And low-income families being moved further and further out, often compounding racial racial segregation. And so all of these things, we need to put more federal dollars See, in it. But it's we all, leave it up to Cory Booker to always bring something in this race. Right? Leave it up to Cory Booker. very simple. If you're a I mean, renter who pays more than a third of your income in rent, then you will get a refundable tax credit between the amount you're paying and the area median rent. That empowers people in the same way we empower homeowners. And what that does is it actually slashes poverty, 10 million people out. And by the way, for those people who are facing eviction, it is about time that the only people when they show up in rentals court to have a lawyer is not the landlord, it is also low-income families struggling to stay in their homes. Thank you, Senator. Rachel? We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with these candidates from the MSNBC Washington Post. Okay, okay. So, this is the state of our country. 
You have Obama saying that all of these yahoos on the stage have gone too far left. They've become all radical. And, and basically what Obama was saying basically is that you need to lot you need to lie to the American people. Convince the American people that you're like somewhat down the middle of the road, that you're not so radical, that you're willing to, you know, do stuff for everybody. That's what essentially what Obama is saying. He's telling everyone to lie. And a lot of people say Obama is the Antichrist. No, Obama is not the Antichrist. Okay, let's get that right. He is a Antichrist. There's a difference, but he's not the Antichrist. He is a Antichrist. Obama straight up telling people, lie about who you are, convince the American people one thing, and then get in office and then change it. Because you notice under Obama, because at first he was against homosexuality. And then all of a sudden, now we have same-sex marriage in this country. The Supreme Court passed a law when the Supreme Court is not supposed to be passing laws in the first place. Why do you think the Democrats want to change this, the, the, the judicial system? They want, they want more. They want 15 Supreme Court justices. So then that way they can control it. That's exactly what will happen. They will always control the narrative. Why have we allowed this to happen? And I blame all of us. I don't blame just the Democrats. We expect this from the Democrats. I blame all of us that in the past that have said nothing, that did nothing. And yet here we are about to be 2020 on this planet, 2020 on this planet. And they are changing everything. They're flipping everything upside down. I don't know about you. I'm going to keep fighting for this country because I love this country. I'm going to keep fighting because God has blessed me with to be in a position to do that very thing. I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to keep at it. I want to thank everyone for joining us this evening. Tom Pepper should be should be with us tomorrow evening. God's willing, we'll be back tomorrow. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. Have a blessed evening. See you tomorrow.